0: everybody, Chris here with the first episode of 2016. Um, just a couple quick announcements. One, I've gotten no better at being the uh, audio engineer. So in this episode, I overcorrected and uh, our vocals on this side are a bit distorted. So, um, you know, uh, it'll happen someday or we'll, we'll get professional and rent studio space and have an actual engineer. I don't know. Um, two, uh, you know... Uh, i want to thank you all so much for listening continuing to listen and i want to thank the new listeners because you know what's what's astounding to me is that you know the the podcasts have a long tail they're out there and 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 new people find us all the time or um and and go back and, and listen to the old episodes and that's wonderful to me is that there's a, a a life to these things that isn't just um uh, you know, the week they're out sort of thing um, And, you know, somebody just wrote me yesterday uh, Maureen, uh, and said she just found us And now she's a true fan I just think that's super cool And if uh, it was only Maureen out there listening We'd keep doing this um, So thanks, Maureen And uh, two, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful That I'm able to um, introduce my friends here IRL, Jeff and Matt to people that they don't know, that um, are just great people that I know, um, you know, for the most part, virtually all of you online. And in this case, um, it's uh, Sandra Primo of The Unruffled, who's contributed a number of pieces uh, to what is now the Recovery Revolution dot online. And here we go, first episode of the new year. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network.
2: Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R and sincerightnow.com. With your hosts in
1: recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris.
0: Sandra.
3: Hi. Hi. Yeah. Can, can you
0: hear me? I can you hear you. Can you hear Jeff, Sandra? How are you?
3: Hi, Hi. Jeff. This is Sandra. And can nice hear Matt.
0: You. We'll do it one more time. Hi,
2: Sandra.
3: Matt
0: okay What's so everybody can hear each other good awesome hey we're gonna jump right in because we are starting a little bit later and Matt has to leave a little bit earlier um how's Austin, <laughs> how's
3: Austin? <laughs>
0: that's jumping right in yeah. there we go that's a the
2: question that's on all our <laughs> yeah. minds
3: Austin is awesome
0: good. I don't know if I ever mentioned you know I have two sisters there oh really yeah but uh so uh how long have you have you been there the whole time? Your whole life? You I
3: am very Texan and I uh grew up in Houston. Okay. Or near Houston. And uh but I've lived in Austin for gosh to, almost twenty years. Long Aww. time.
0: Yeah. So you're the real deal?
3: Yeah.
0: Like That's um, cool. <clears throat> Yeah. So Welcome to the Since Right Now podcast. Yeah. You just met us by way of mic check, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you can't tell already, it's it's we're very informal, uh, very conversational, and uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's it's your show. We'll we'll follow where you go and gently redirect if we we want to. But um, you've you've listened to it, so you know what we do and how we do it for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got, you got an idea. I've listened to most of the episodes. Um, Okay. Oh, most of the episodes. Awesome. So, so, uh, I'll just, by way of introduction, I'll say that Sandra, for those of you who don't know, um, one phenomenal writer, she's contributed a number of uh, terrific pieces to uh, The Recovery Revolution, um, and now the founder of uh, TheUnruffled.com, which just launched, what, about a month ago?
3: Yeah, I guess officially a month ago.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah. And then I'll I'll let you talk a little bit more about what The Unruffled is um, in the context of of your story. And uh, also, and you're going to have to give me the right turn term for this i keep saying seamstress but it doesn't feel like it does justice to the work you do which is absolutely <laughs> gorgeous it is and um yeah so uh I'll, I'll let you maybe correct me and we and might take have it to invent there. a bit of language tonight right
3: yeah you know seamstress is a good that's good layman's terms because really it's it's not super glamorous either you know but i um make clothing so I design it I make it but I'm a one-woman show so it's really (laughs) it's really a labor of love more than anything but um, I love it I've been doing it I've been doing it um, I've been sewing all my life but I've been selling what I, I sew since 2003 so for a little while, oh, okay. Yeah. While now. that's yeah.
0: a long time. I thought you were gonna say reaping what you sow. <laughs> 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 that's a seamstress joke. We've practiced a few of these. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have my, uh, my I don't have my uh, rimshot sound effect. <laughs> that's uh, funny. So and, and well, speaking of that, the latest piece that you just um, were kind enough to share on uh, the Recovery Revolution um, is about your, your sewing room.
3: Yeah, it's right. like a studio that I have uh, behind my house, so it's um, just a little space, a little 12 by 12 space, and um, it's where I have, I've been, so what I make is out of found cl- fabrics and notions and trims and all of that, so I've been collecting those things for a long time, like yeah, 20 great. years. And, um they needed a place to live because they were not living very well in in the house. And, um, so yeah, so my husband built me a studio and, uh, that's where I work.
0: And, well, and what's interesting about the piece in in the context of, of, you know, what we're, what we're doing here, um, is, uh, is that you talk about how he, he built it, um, while you are still active in your usage
3: I, and it's uh, it sad. It sad, I made it sad. Well,
0: right. And this room saw I you through the sad. transition, it seems like. So, um, you want to maybe expand on that for the people have read it. And if you haven't, go read it, uh, maybe pause and go read it and then come back. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, um, yeah. So uh, I know that you've talked to some other creative people and, um, you Know it's pretty unanimous that, um, you know, that that's just something that's sometimes just in you if you're a creative person, but um, you uh, oftentimes um, talk about what you're doing and not actually do it, you know. So, mm. um, I I would I, w- I did work and I you know, I probably um, you know didn't have never, (laughs) you know, launched my line in New York City because I was very busy, um, drinking, you know, most of my life. And so, um, but I, you know, I, I was, I, you know, presented myself as, as a creative person and, and, and I, and I was, and, and, um, but I, I and and I did work and I did did get things done but but I um you know I spent a lot I spent a lot of time drinking.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, we all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. we cool.
0: all have that foundation yeah. I think. Um it, it's a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well it's right. it, so do you find that your work uh, so you're still doing work you it's a, it's just kind of re- reading it's like all all artists need; they all have something they just need to do. Like it sounds like you're that kind of person. You have this thing yeah. in you. You got to get up and do it. And uh, you're compulsory creative. Yeah, yeah. You got to make. Right. You got to make. And stuff. I'm
3: a busybody. I'm kind of a busybody too. So I'm, you know, I've constantly got something going in my hands. Yeah. Or you, yeah. It's hard exactly. for you to sit
1: still. And you've always been like that. Drinking, not drinking. That's just who you are.
3: Yes. Always like that. Even drinking, although, you know. What would always happen? I would, you know, plan my day or my evening, and you know, and I'd you, you have my box of wine, and I'd have all my Ooh, box of
1: wine. All right, like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of my things uh, <laughs> around me that I was that I was all the projects that I was going to work on okay. while I, you know, emptied that box, and um, you know, of course. Your production level really starts sure. to slow down, yeah. and um, you know, and then you're just kind of left there thinking about all the things that you wanted to do and that you should have been doing yeah. and that you could be doing, and you know, that just was just Groundhog Day.
1: Yeah. So, we always talk about the romantic notion of artistry and drinking, mm. right? And I, mm-hmm. Sure. You drinking had, like drugs. Sitting out there. This is this is going to be a beautiful day. I'm gonna go drink my wine and do my creative, and yeah. It mm-hmm. never fails yeah. like that.
3: No. And I mean, you know, and then, you know, you always really I was always really good about talking about all the projects that I had going on. Yeah. And um, I was really, really good at that. But, <laughs> right. you know, actually the follow, <clears throat> following through of things was, it, was hard to follow through.
0: And so b- the, the before of this, you, your, your career, your profession was... And did, did we establish a term, or am I as seamstress what we're going? What's sure. what, is, what is a better, is there a better term? Is there a better way to describe I don't want to Not do disservice. Really. I mean,
3: you know, I guess you could Sewardist. call me a designer. Sewardist. I do design Sewardist. things. Yeah. but okay, also a designer. designer. Mm-hmm. I also make them too, so. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah.
0: Then, yeah, exactly. You're a designer. That's, yeah, I can't yeah. Um, uh, So that, that was your career. That's your profession. That's what you were doing before, for yourself, was it, uh, was there, uh, were you working for anyone doing this, or?
3: Well, I, I'm i also a photographer, oh. and um, I did that, too, probably um, during, before, and I still, I still work sometimes as a photographer. But while I've always had these couple of different creative pursuits going on that I would make some money from, mm. I bartended at the same time nice. so yeah so i did i bartended on and off for for years for, for where'd decades. you work
1: what what uh did you work at Stubbs? What, what are your bars down <laughs> Name <names. laughs>
3: i know Stubbs. i didn't work at Stubbs. Uh, i was just curious <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah you know so that that and 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 that can be the typical life of a bartender, you know, like I'm just, you know, this is, this is just my side hustle while I'm, while I'm working on the main thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be huge as soon as I, you know, I just need to make a little bit of money and, you know, this time next year, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. And, you know, and it was, it was just year after year after year. And, you know, and I did that, I mean, I did that through college and that was a good job to have in college because you, you know, paid, I paid for a lot of my, my tuition, but at the same time, you know, there's a reason why I never chose a bank job.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: Right. I mean, yeah. Um, Surround yourself. I mean, I, you know, surrounded myself with, with alcohol always, so.
0: And, and so you're bartending f- doing photography, designing and creating um, clothes mm-hmm. and and at some point that uh, that transition you're, 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 I don't know I guess'm I'm, I'm anchoring it on this piece that you just wrote because it's fresh in my mind. Um, you know your, your husband builds you the the studio to work in at home. Mm-hmm. and it was in the process. It sounds like certainly in the, in the condensed version of the story, it sounds like in the process of being in that room and sort of not working, A transition might've happened there was right. Um, did get it contribute sober and, or am I yeah. putting too much weight on the, the space?
3: Well, I've, I've, I've been sober for, uh, actually next week I'll have 18 months. Okay. And, um, And, uh, so, you know, I mean, it, it progresses, right? Sure, absolutely. You know, I mean, the only times my drinking ever slowed down was when I had, when I was pregnant, Mm. when I had babies and I was pregnant twice and, you know, and it may have slowed down, um, after that, you know, after both of my kids were born for a short time, but then you know, it came right back. And I mean, I, I, I I wanted to quit drinking. I've wanted to quit drinking Mm. for a long time. I just could never, um, I I could never imagine my life without alcohol. I just couldn't, Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. And, um, and so, um, but I was, you know, I kind of was starting to have, you know, physical signs Mm of, of, of alcoholism and, and um, but anyway I um, I guess to go back to your question about the uh, the studio I mean no it you know it didn't just happen there, but I just it was just telling a story mm-hmm. you know th- through that through just acquiring that and and the sort of emotions behind mm-hmm. that, and really, like too, when I got sober, it was kind of hard to go back in there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, it was almost like a like a trigger, you know, because, mm-hmm. because you I had because I hid so much in there. Yeah, yeah I hid in there and drank. Okay. Yeah,
1: wow.
3: and um, yeah, so.
1: So what was the what was the thing that made you stop? What was the bottom?
3: Um, you know, in the last probably five years I had a couple of instances that should have been my bottom I Mm -hmm. guess but that weren't
1: I know isn't that funny we all look back and think
3: oh I should have had a bottom I had some false bottoms yeah false bottoms
1: like I'm in jail I'm like
3: well
0: yeah
3: you you draw these lines in the sand and say you know I uh, whenever I cross that line I know that I'll I've gone too far yeah and then you do and then so you you draw the line a little farther out yeah and um there was there had been a couple of things that had happened that were just close too too close of calls yeah. and um but uh the the day the the the, the night before the day one wasn't Completely significant. I um, had just gotten back from a vacation with my family, and um, I have some girlfriends that I've had for since college, so for 25 years. And um, uh, one of my girlfriends was having a party, a girls' party, and these are always just booze fests. And um, I didn't want to go. And um, another girlfriend talked to me into going. And, you know she promised that we'd only stay for like 4 hours and so I didn't want to go and um I didn't want to feel like drinking and um but I went and of course I could not drink and I drank and then I managed to just get completely bombed in 4 hours and I came home and I was stumbling around the house and uh, uh my son um uh, said that he told me not the first time actually he had told me um, that he didn't like it when I drank mm. and um, or he didn't like it when I was drunk and uh, you know I just woke up at, at you know for the last like last five years of my drinking I would wake up about two a.m. Mm. every morning just in a panic just completely drenched in sweat my heart mm-hmm. beating uh. up into my throat. And um I just I did that again and I just laid there and it was just it felt like a real I mean in hindsight it felt like a real surrender. It's just mm. I woke up and said, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I can't do this anymore.
0: Mm.
3: And um and and that was it. But um you know, I kinda I did it kinda on my own at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was it. You woke up and and did you know that was it? Like, are you like, I am I did. done? I said, I'm. Something well, clicked. I,
3: I said, yes, something clicked and and I said that I'm done. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I couldn't think about forever at that point. Yeah. Sure. I just knew that um, I I needed to do something.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
1: Yeah. There was, there was a market chip. It's funny. Thinking about forever is,
2: yeah, really, really hard. I think it's hard always yeah it it kind of all goes back to that for
3: everything yeah that one
2: you know i the whole yeah that yeah that that chestnut i mean (laughs) damn it if it isn't true but
1: but most people like did you feel like i remember feeling different like something took hold or it felt like i wanted to quit a bunch of times said i was going to quit but the morning that i actually quit it felt different did you surrender yeah something right
3: totally felt different it really did yeah, I remember really that did. with
1: you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had a similar
2: experience. And yeah. gosh, that two a.m. I mean, every time I would wake up drenched in sweat, panic, oh heart being God. out of my chest, I'd go and I'd have a drink, yeah. and then I'd go back to sleep. And you oh. know, it, it was a nightly thing. And uh, and the one when I finally stopped, it was just enduring that mm. physical sensation. You get kind of through the other side, like you feel a little bit better. Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I made it through something painful without, excuse me, you okay. know, without anesthetizing myself yeah. with a bunch of booze. Mm.
3: Mhm. Well, and you know, I'm in my 40s and you know, I thought I was going through like perimenopause or mm. something <laughs> because I didn't do that. I didn't do that all my life. Mm-hmm. It just kind of started yeah. happening probably in my late 30s, early 40s and I honestly thought I was yeah, I thought it was like menopause. Totally.
1: That's funny. Need,
3: needless to say, I don't wake up in a panic <laughs> sweat. It's not perimenopause.
2: God, it? I wish I knew about the menopause experience. Yeah, I would have gone for that. I would have totally known that for menopause. years. <laughs> Damn it.
0: Well, well, looking that up on Google, can yeah. I get that? Man, it's man menopause. menopause. <laughs> Going to my doctor. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm, positive. I'm well, a
3: doctor. I'll tell you a story. I had, I had told my, I had gone to my doctor a couple of times with this symptom, <laughs> and um, and I had uh, also I had kind of a low-level depression. I, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd had it for a couple of years. I kind of just felt like physically felt to me like i'd fallen down a well you know and i couldn't get Mm -hmm. out like or i was walking through sludge or something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um we had talked about how much i drank and i completely lied about the amount that i drank you know daily and um finally because i was really trying to get you know some kind of medication or something and finally she just looked at me and said you know i think you drink too much and i think that this is your problem and um i was so pissed off with that woman interesting. i could not <laughs> believe she told like, me what that. Mm-hmm. how dare she yeah yeah and she was the first person that ever told me that wow so, yeah
0: that's interesting. was it both both sides of that are interesting. One that you're, you know, we, that's how we react, right? Like, are you still, <gasps> good Lord woman? Yeah. I, know. You know, I said, <laughs> good day. still <laughs> my beating heart. Um, but you, the uh, other part is, you know, you hear a lot about how, uh, you know, uh, GPs and physicians aren't set up to, and they don't address it enough, but you know, good yeah. for her really. Yeah. Oh,
3: um, I know. right. Um, oh, trust me. At, after I'd been sober for a year, I had a, I just had a regular physical hmm. appointment. And, um, but it was the, first time i'd seen her since mm. and um i told her mm-hmm. you know and and that i'd been sober and you know and i really appreciated her being honest with mm-hmm. me and we cried we both cried sure.
1: <laughs> of course. so cool that yeah. is cool did that did that like kind of get the ball rolling down the hill
3: you know it definitely um yeah it kind of stuck there for sure yeah, like kind of stayed it, it, with it, you yeah, it, it was a, about a year and a half, though, you know, yeah. before I, I mean, she actually ended up giving me a prescription, Prozac, she, mm. you know, reluctantly, you hmm. know, said, I think you drink too much, but I'm going to give you this anyway, and you can't drink on it. Well, that, of course, <laughs> stood for <laughs> Oh, sure you can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Silly doctor. <laughs> Wait, you know what "can't" means, don't you, Doctor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't, right? Right. right. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: But, um, but yeah, it, 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 but it, it, yeah, it, it definitely started making me think. But you know, I mean, I've, of course, met lots of sober women in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. and um, I. They all tell the story about how they Googled and taken, uh, you know, are you an alcoholic test. I never, ever, ever did that. Hmm. Ever not once did I take are you an alcoholic test on mm-hmm. the internet. Um, I guess because I just didn't want to know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Right.
3: I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want it to say yes. So it would have. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm certain. laughs> Oh, it's those so are pretty hard. easy.
1: Like when you're an alcoholic, like, right. it, you answer three of those questions
2: and you're an alcoholic. Right. Out of 20. Right. Right. The like The fact that you're no taking way. the test means <laughs> you're an alcoholic. That's right. Nobody's like, hey, you know what? I'm either going to take this personality quiz or this am I an alcoholic quiz. What do you guys think? I mean,
0: you know, that's awesome. Of course, now it would be that like you take it and it's like, post your results to Facebook. <laughs> hey, Friends look, are, everyone, I'm an like alcoholic. Tweet it out. Yeah. Okay. That's funny so
1: so you got you got sober and you didn't you did this by yourself you said you didn't jump into an AA meeting you just kind of like stuck
3: it out I tell you it told me that the only way for me to get sober was to go that I had to go to an AA meeting I would not have gotten sober Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. and um I mean looking back you know I know that that was fear I was just scared shitless I you know couldn't you're, imagine walking. You're a rebel
1: artist man what are you going to do
3: Yeah I mean I well and I couldn't imagine walking into a room full of people I didn't know mm-hmm. and not be drunk you know I just couldn't I couldn't imagine how you did that you know much less speak or you know anything sure. And so um so yeah I I I just I didn't I I went for a run every day if I had to mm-hmm. go at five o'clock, you know, right when I would have been drinking, I mm-hmm. went, um, and I, I listened to a lot of on being, <laughs> the, oh,
0: right. If, the uh,
3: smooth sounds of Krista Tippett, Tippett yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I journaled every day. Yeah. I journaled every single yeah. day and, um, that got me through about three months oh, or nice. four months 3 or 4 months yeah. and then i was i finally uh reached out to a friend who um is in the program and uh and i that went to my i guess i went to my first meeting at about 5 months sober and now you go mm, yeah i do i go i um i have you know i i it's not my only tool though you no. know i i I'm in some online groups that I really treasure a lot and I get a lot from, and you know, I, I talk to several alcoholics every day, but I, um, it's so, I guess what I'm saying is I don't go to a meeting every day. Oh yeah. Right. But I've, you know, I do appreciate the fellowship. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I've seen, um, it work, uh, you know, uh-huh. really well for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and um, you know, I mean, I, it, it's the first place that I walked into where I felt, you know, zero judgment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I felt ever felt that in church or you know, at a room full of friends or family ever, you know, and so um, I have a lot of respect for it for the for the program.
2: Sure and fellowship you know that phrase is not something that's mutually exclusive to the program you know i mean the fellowship that in the online community Mm -hmm. and it's just one alcoholic talking to another Mm -hmm. exactly one person in recovery talking to another however we do that yeah right like the bedrock of all of this Mm -hmm.
0: i was was just telling somebody the other day like i I feel like i've never had as many friends as i do now and most you know they're all most of them are virtual you know i've met met some of all you out there um uh you know we we met some in dc but you know there's just so many great people and i feel that you know virtual fellowship and, yeah you
3: know. right yeah i agree yeah i, I totally yeah i totally agree i feel like i have a lot of it's just out of deeper connections anyway you know mm-hmm. than i've been, than than pe- some people that i've known for decades mm-hmm.
0: so well and the interesting thing about recovery at From my perspective is that it's i guess because i'm 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 fresh to it also the the interacting with people in recovery you know i've known jeff for a number of years and i've known matt for a number of years but that was the extent of it for me but um that there's an immediate and we've talked about this after coming back from dc there's an immediate comfort level there's an immediate um i don't know familiarity because there's a um I don't know there's there's an honesty and to and a self awareness yeah to all, that we all have that make that creates comfort level I guess mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. and I guess people in the rooms are more used to it than I am but yeah it's just well just the, it's a great feeling I don't I don't think uh
2: you certainly don't have to put on airs there's just that immediate yeah. you, you know that somebody's yeah they've right. they've hurt in the way that yeah. you've hurt, right that you've everyone's hurt, you been know? through hell
1: right yeah. and you can all just immediately get that part and we're all trying to get out of it right <sighs> mm-hmm. something yeah
3: it's like the mm -hmm, yeah it's the power of uh you know me too and and um right and just being able to laugh about just some really messed up things you know
1: (laughs) gallows humor that always helps yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. right (laughs) because you you have to laugh at some of that stuff because it's no choice terrifying yeah some of the stories
3: well, and two, you know, I've always, I, you know, it's probably one of the reasons why, you know, I even started drinking and, you know, co- I really didn't start drinking until college. But, you know, I've always just felt a little intense and weird. And, you know, when you're when you're drinking, you're 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 less than intense, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I found that, you know sobriety that it's okay to be intense and weird and yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. like
1: that's all good well that's funny we we tell this story matt was the one that first observed it when we were all in dc hanging out with it's all a bunch of socially awkward, intense, weird people. And it was totally okay to just walk away from any conversation. <laughs> yeah, you didn't no need like to judge you. When you're
2: talking to a bunch of normal people and you just wander off from the group, you need to say, at least pretend like, you know what, I'm going to go get a right. get a drink. I'll be right back. <laughs> when you're with a bunch of alcoholics, just walk away. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, you know? Just be
1: intense, be weird. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> all
2: cool with us. <laughs> that's
0: all uh, right. Well, you know, I've been jacking uh, Austin's tagline and hashtagging it, saying keep recovery weird <laughs> lately. Oh, <yeah. laughs> oh nice. Yeah. Um, because, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that lately, the notion. And, and it's interesting that you're, you're sensing that and feeling that too. It's just, I think there's a sense that in recovery, to some degree, and this is probably yeah. an, an, old, an old notion, a vestige yeah. of, of what recovery is coming out of, is that have, there's a certain, you have to be respectable, Mm -hmm. and and calm and and, I don't know what. Somehow spiritually evolved or something like wiser. Proper or something once you're in recovery because you were crazy before or something. But I mean, be you, right? And um, in recovery, you don't have to be boring or quiet or conformist or calm or settled down, you know? Um, So. And, And
1: obviously you found this, I mean, the entire idea of your creativity and recovery tell us a little bit about how has your art evolved has it gotten better sharper mm-hmm. you're still using all the same materials i mean what have you noticed just creatively
3: um well i i, I really do notice that in um my photography actually i mean i um i've shot a, a Things lot are in of focus. Weddings. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> i make less mistakes right. i make less mistakes for sure yeah. i mean i i you know, shot a lot of weddings, and I have really, God, this was back in the film days when there was really no going back or knowing that you were messing up in the first place. But
1: uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> quit giving the photographer champagne.
3: I know, I know. But yeah, I've, I really have noticed that um, in photography. But just more than that, I just follow through mm-hmm. more with things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do what I say I'm going to do. And, um, I still have a bit of a problem of not being able to say no, like just taking on too many things, you know, um, God, that was a topic in a meeting one time about, about gratitude and, you know, and I was thinking, I, I have so much gratitude. I say yes now to everything. And, you know, that's really gotten to me, gotten me into some trouble. So, you know learning how to say no and knowing my limits and what I can actually accomplish in a day. But, um, but yeah, just following through with things. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I I think that is the biggest, it's, it's something about that doing what you say you're going to do and trying to be that person. mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. For some reason, at some point I remember and I was years sober you know, when I finally figured that part out, that mm-hmm. that was—that's what it was about, right? Mm-hmm. It's accountability, and yeah, just you—you um, you are your word. You learn. I learned that in the mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. I learned all that shit. I didn't know any of that shit. You
3: know? Yeah,
1: <clears throat> I learned all that in
3: recovery. Yeah, and I mean, I'm—you know—I'm a grown ass adult. You're me. <laughs> <gross. gross. laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I still don't always answer my phone. Yeah. I don't know. I hear that a lot. Yeah, we
1: we
2: can't. We still can't book our
1: own can't trips. Answer all no. of
3: my phone calls now. You know, I'm not that much of an adult. But
2: yeah, it's always the asterisk because we've had this conversation. But you should see the three of us like at an airport, yeah. right? like trying to <laughs> find our gate. Right.
0: <laughs> We're grown ass men, and it's a madhouse. you there. Yeah. Uh, are you there, Gears? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I can hear you now. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. The Definitely. arrested development of the. Addict alcoholic is definitely a source of great amusement, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, I
2: don't want lot. to change it. You know,
0: no, or no, me
1: either. either. So when uh, I want to hear a little bit about this. It sounds like you're an upcycler. That's the uh, term that we would use. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. So you, but it sounds like you've been upcycling before we made this term, right? Right. 20 yes. years. And how did, how,
3: how did... Before Etsy. Before you, yeah, Etsy, Etsy existed,
1: you were Etsying around. Pre-Etsy. And how did you get, how did you figure that bit out i saw that jacket or was that a jacket the grateful dead jacket that you're following the Grateful Dead. you don't look that old i'm like how how's how does she even have that jacket but apparently oh, you I were, okay i, I know because i followed the grateful dead i had a summer with the dead i don't i didn't have that cool jacket we're pretty old yeah Just we're pretty so you old. Know. we're right there with you girl <laughs> but how did you get into that part where this became your thing where you could upcycle and find and remix all these things
3: Uh-oh. Well, I've always been kind of a a collector. Um, I like to like that term over the, the H word, <laughs> but anyway, not a hoarder, but a collector. Um, but uh, I've always been a collector, and I um, have always I, I've like I said, I'd sewn for a long time, and I actually had a stint where I worked at a um, clothing store, and. Um, there was a fashion show coming up, and I um, I made a line for the for the fashion show, and um, after that it kind of snowballed. I ended up getting a rep who yeah. um, repped my clothing in Dallas, mm-hmm. so I actually had a line and everything. And um, wow. for yeah, it was kind of I had a year of absolute craziness I, I and i had a brand new baby i can't believe i actually pulled that off i guess i pulled it off because i had a brand new baby yeah but um but yeah i had a i had a rep and um and uh and it and it, it, and then she decided to quit the business and um and i was going to regroup and then i ended up not ever Ever getting not I, I needed to hire someone and I didn't do that but um, uh, you know so it just never mm. it, it didn't fizzle out but I guess my momentum fizzled out and um, <clears throat> but I I guess the the notion of upcycling I actually started making things out of scarves that was the first thing I. The, the, the first line of things that I did for several years, everything I made was out of vintage scarves. Interesting. And so, um, like yeah, you just go so, to
1: good, you'd hunt these vintage things down and then read
3: Goodwill or eBay. Yeah. You could always yeah. get crazy th- cool things like that. Yeah, like yeah. just boxes of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 150 scars off of eBay. Yeah. That kind of thing. And you so. cut them
1: all up and remake them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I th- yeah it, it, it is and so but now it sounds like you are it kind of in the same exact thing but just making it sounds like these are one of a kind bespoke pieces yeah yeah Boutiques. so
3: right so everything i make is um yeah it's it's one-offs or one yeah. of a kind but then i also do some custom work too and that kind of keeps me busy like i i made some wedding dresses and okay. um you know, like I made a wedding dress once that was made from the bride's um, some vintage dresses that she had collected from, like, an aunt and a, yeah. you know, mom. And so she wanted all of those dresses combined into one dress. And wow. that was, you know, a fun project. Or I've taken, um, you know, wedding dresses and turned them into cocktail dresses, that kind of thing. So, and yeah. so
0: this creativity this and the photography are part that, that's part of what you're bringing to yeah. um the unruffled yeah led you uh, to right. the unruffled
3: so, <clears throat> so w- w- what i really what i really would love is to have a, a physical space so that that was the first um just the, the thought the dream or whatever that i just came up with this idea like wouldn't it be great to have a physical space that were you know like So you've seen these places that are, like, painting with a twist or Mm -hmm. these ceramic places. Mm -hmm. And they all involve, like, girls' night out, you know, and wine and painting.
0: Right, Right. drink and paint, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you could have a space similar to that? Um, You know, but there wouldn't be any booze. Right. And... um, how great would that be? And um, so, so that that was the first thought. And um, so, you know, I I thought, well, I could maybe I could just make that type of space online first. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of that's what the unruffled is. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. so under the section that says meet the unruffled, so far I have two artists that are featured, but my Hope is that um, I get uh, mo more sober or your you know people in recovery sure. featured there that make or do something. They have some type of creative pursuit that they feel like helps them with their recovery. Yeah. And um, so far, uh, I would want them to be close to me because mm. <laughs> because I want to do the I want to photograph sure. them and view them and everything. And so, you know, until I could take the show on the road,
0: right.
3: You know, I'm looking for people to feature in um that are close in proximity to yeah. me, like right. in the Austin area. Right. Yeah. And
0: then you have to go on the road and uh get to Kentucky and uh, shoot Aaron, right?
3: Exactly. That's 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 the goal. I would love love to take it on the road. So you've um, seen his stuff. It's pretty incredible. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, amazing.
0: So yeah, that I mean that's a, that's a terrific concept. Um and uh yeah, so how are you reaching out in Austin to the recovery community? Or I mean, is that still? What I'm sorry. So, are you reaching out in Austin, and how are you reaching out in Austin to the recovery community? I
3: I have. Um, I haven't come up with a clever way to do it though, other than Instagram, and Mm -hmm. you know, I've I've um, uh, the two girls that I, the two late women that I have um featured so far, they had. They have some friends that they've turned me on to, and so I do have some, some people coming up soon. I've reached out to a couple of people. It's a little sticky because, um, you know, a lot of people are anonymous, right. and that's, you know, and obviously you would no longer be anonymous right. if you featured right. on site. So, yeah. um,
1: Unless you create it under a
0: nom de plume. Right, right. Or, or, yeah. or your recovery yeah. name, pseudonym.
3: It is an interesting
0: time though for all this, you know, recovery stuff going on with the whole notion of you know the recovery out loud, recover out loud mm-hmm. notion and movement. Um, it's uh, yeah.
1: well, and it's funny because the last couple of guests we were, you've been curating, Chris, cr- really creative people who are creating right. awesome things in recovery, and I think it's such a great story to tell because I think the old myth is you got to be an artist and be on drugs or right. drinking and this is the exact opposite right right it's just, exactly yeah it's, it's... great and it's just rewriting that story so it's so great this is exactly what you're doing
3: right yeah and um yeah and and you know like the the women that i have featured on my site mm-hmm. and other people that i've met so far that do you know creative things have mm-hmm. creative pursuit you know it's the same kind of thing like it was things that they they wanted to do they they did some but their their addiction was was to you know took up too much headspace and and time and effort and you know they weren't nearly as productive as exactly as um as they are now and yeah Sorry. I, no, I mean, go ahead.
0: Do you uh, are you familiar with um, Wes Hurt of Clean Water, Clean Cause Water?
3: Yeah, yeah. He was at a he was had a tent set up in a, at an event I went to over the summer. Um, I don't know him personally, but yeah, I definitely know who he is.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I mean, he he might be an interesting. Sort of vector in terms of uh, I don't know the creative community and the recovery mm-hmm. community. I mean, certainly, you know, doing doing uh, his thing out and loud for the in terms of recovery there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my guess is, my understanding is, like, you know, he's like um, he used to be the guy behind Hey Cupcake, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sense is there was like I don't know creative. Community around that to some degree, but I could be wrong. Um, So anyway, I don't know. Just curious that the Austin community always, to me from afar, seems really small and tight, tight knit. Um, But uh, yeah, so and we've had him on the show, so uh, maybe I'll put a plug in his ear. Yeah, Um,
3: yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's so far it's been just that just yeah. sort of promoting my site through some social mm-hmm. media and then yeah, a little bit of word of mouth mm-hmm. but I don't know. I have a feeling that that this is this is the year for the unruffled. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just totally. I just yeah, it's I have big dreams. And then what I'd really like to do is I, I have a, a, a space there and I haven't figured out completely the logistics of how it will run. But what I would love to do is feature um, like sell art um, from people that I feature mm-hmm. on the site. And so make like a marketplace where, um, you know, yeah. things, will, things will be for sale art or sure. product or whatever. Yeah.
1: The recovery Etsy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. very cool. Well, it's funny, you know, you, when you get sober, you get your life back, right? And this is so cool to just see like this, your, this is your dream and I, it's just
0: always powerful to see. Yeah. Your work is great. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It exciting. And it's been uh, wonderful to, you know, get to know you online. Um, and hopefully one day we'll, uh, cross paths in person. Um, I don't get down to Austin nearly as often as I should with uh, family there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, And uh, yeah, and thanks so much for, you know, t- what three, four, t- just terrific pieces on the recovery revolution. And uh, everybody should check that out. Just, you know, search the site for Sandra Primo and uh, you'll find uh, all her features there, inclu- including her rec- recent recovery revelations. Um, and then check out theunruffled.com um, and the two artists Sandra has there and the blog is also worth reading. Um, yeah. Yeah. And is there anything we missed you wish you got to talk about we haven't touched on?
3: I don't think so. I mean, thank you and all of you guys for being so generous. I, I love how um, you guys really just um, promote connection and you know I always just think you know when the tide rises we all kind of rise with it mm-hmm. and um, so I really I really appreciate it
0: well yeah I appreciate you you being there so um yeah and this is uh this is see you later not goodbye it's like i think once we have somebody on we're we generally say you have a, an open invitation to come, come back, back. Come um and you're welcome to let us know if you ever have a reason you want to come back or yeah. just want to come and, back.
1: and to, we are looking for good road trips to go on so if there's any killer recovery stuff in austin we, we've spent great times in austin yes it's yeah, such we a fun have, time I, we used to come down for the festival but then chris's dad lived down there so we spent like some
3: acl or um south by southwest i've south never been to southwest. acl
1: would that i would oh. go to that There's got to okay. be some kind of cool sober something going on in yeah. that festival that's in oh yeah when is that april june
3: yeah that's in october,
1: october yeah
3: mm-hmm. okay
0: um well, well yeah, I, I, yeah. And if nothing else, I mean, we could certainly find like a good reason to, <laughs> to be in Austin. Yeah, Austin's um, the best. So, uh, all right. Well, um, and I guess uh, see you on the the Twitters. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Sure. Uh, yeah. Have a good
0: night.
3: Okay, you guys too. Right.
0: Bye. Yes. Bye.